Welcome back, everybody. Episode 16 of the ID Podcast. Uh, it's been a little while. It's been uh, since March, and it's early May now. Um, we're going to give you a quick rundown of what our last two months have held. And uh, but first, we are um, heading to South Dakota right now to chase some turkeys with new hunters. But then we're going to Wisconsin to meet up with our friends at Vortex Optics who sponsored this podcast. We're going to check out their new, brand new Vortex Edge facility. It They provide like top of the line training, like handgun, long gun, whatever you want. I mean, I saw the other day they were like even training their local law enforcement, which is pretty cool. They've got it going on there. So we're excited to see that uh, next week in Turkey Hunt with the boys. Right, Nate? Right. All right, we're back. We are an hour and a half out from our final destination for uh, this uh, second uh, weekend with new hunters. This one's like uh, the one that we had to put more effort into. Mm-hmm. Our last one in April was kind of easy um, in a way. We had um, two hunters that we'd been with before. Um, we had Tom Sennett who joined us on our uh, antelope hunt last August and his buddy killed a nice nice goat but we had his daughter because this was like going to be our youth hunt weekend which um was good we can talk about that in in a bit Uh, but then we also had um some relatives of nate so it was pretty easy to line up this one this one that had some planning this one uh people were driving from a long way we're i mean we had eight hours today and we had the shortest drive we have shane from wisconsin and claire from california um they're not on this podcast, but we'll get one with them later. They are both driving to South Dakota, Black Hills. That's where we're going to be hunting. We've never done the Black Hills. I killed a bird last year uh, on the eastern part of the state in South Dakota. We've, we've discussed on this here podcast about how South Dakota has been to us. South Dakota's treated us real well. Yeah. Like, I am a big fan of the state, and uh, I really would like to bag a turkey basically this podcast is a bunch of uh turkey story updates because we've had a loaded spring i mean it's may 7th halfway I, yeah. through i hope the people of this podcast year. understand we're not we're not the weekly drop i mean during the fall we'll, we'll drop weekly but other than that we basically like to just give updates and mm-hmm. um if something fun happens or whatnot we'll uh let you guys all know but um, this is just more of a casual listen, but, yep. um, yeah, so we're almost to our final destination here in South Dakota. We're excited. We're going to find a campsite. We left, uh, a couple hours earlier than we were going to today because weather wise, all you seasoned turkey hunters know turkey hunting is weather-based. A lot of it is. So, um, today's like our good day weather wise. So, um, compared to Saturday and Sunday. So we're going to try to get a bird down tonight. Um, so we let, we are just going to get here at like six or seven in the evening, but we are arriving around 2.30. So that will provide time for basic rundown with the new hunters, set up camp and get out, try to kill a bird or at least roost one for the morning. Mm-hmm. So this is our first, this is our first public land hunt. Um, this for the, for birds mm-hmm. at least this year. Um, we're, it's the weekend. We don't like hunting over the weekend on public land. If we can avoid it, we try to avoid it in the fall. Mm-hmm. 
this weekend we we had to do it just with that's the new hunters availability um we're not sure what we're going to see hunting pressure wise but we're excited i mean turkey hunting it's what me and nate started off of we we love it it's our bread and butter so it's we definitely spend more time whitetail hunting now but turkey hunting is like i'd call it the expertise i mean we are we have become whitetail experts but like if there's something i know everything about i feel like it's turkey hunting yeah turkeys and turkey hunting um well so our last podcast would have been we recorded march 5th so what have what, what's our update since then we've uh we tried to prescribe burn 80 yep, many times. Can, let's start let's do can Sadie update right now uh prescribed burn me my brother-in-law zach and our dad dan we went down to the 80 march middle of march and Thank we burned you. some of the timber not not burn the timber but we burned in the timber in our southeast bedding area where thomas and i did a bunch of timber work and that was actually really exciting to see because we wanted to change a little bit of what is going on in that structure um and fire is the way to go like we've we had matt ross from the deer association on here and he, uh, if you listen to that podcast he's like most popular podcast so far chainsaw and fire that's what you need so we've already done the chainsaw part so we're like let's do some fire and the only thing about it is we didn't have quite enough wind to push the flame um and keep it strong a few a few parts were we got at least a good few acres burned in the timber which is better than nothing um but hopefully in coming years we can do that a little better and then we burned our pasture brome egyptian wheat it didn't go as well because thomas had a child yep yep so that was one of the things i was going to get into like we we had a hard time burning this spring for a couple of reasons because one like it was if it was dry like they were giving us red flag warnings which is like high high chance of fire and all that stuff so we couldn't burn those days um when we haven't had issues with like this in the past so like the good like humid days to burn were for, for whatever reason this year maybe a lack of rain uh we're just like deemed days you can't burn um so that was tough for us as far as like the timber burning goes when you need those really mm-hmm. humid days or sorry non-human humid days um you need low humidity mm-hmm. so um we had that plus um yeah my daughter came on her due date um march 25th yeah so opening day of archery season in nebraska turkey so um that i was not there on the 19th trip but we ended up doing the brome and all that burning um what was it we did that was in april wasn't it Mm -hmm. so yeah it was late it just it was a little too greened up yep but just the fire didn't get it still got burned up Mm -hmm. so yep so burn stuff um, we haven't really done much timber work, but didn't find any, any more sheds really. Nope. We found some on the neighbors that we had permission on, but mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, we didn't actually search very hard after the fifth. No. Nope. So there could be a few more on the 80, but I mean, we, we walked a pretty full yep. in February, March. Um, but, um, latest update has been food plots. Do you want to get into your turkey ending though? I feel like we season? just, let's do Kansas City update and then do turkey. We can kind of backtrack. Yesterday, March 6th, I went down to the 80 and... May 6th. What did I say? March. Yep, May 6th. March would be way too early. May 6th, we planted. Um, and this year, we thought about our food plots way more than last year. Last year, we were like, hey, 
we're just going to do exactly the same thing. It was basically like, like come January 1st, the day after season closed, we like knew we wanted a new plan. We had like actually figured it out more than just like, oh, we're yeah. going to, let's do the same thing. No. Yeah. We, and honestly, Spencer Newharth from Meat Eater, he helped us with some thoughts and ideas as well as like how we could make it more bow hunter friendly, which we want to do. So basically we shrunk it. We created a feathered edge. Here's the initial, the initial thought of us buying like for any like new landowners or, um, first first year landowners like when we saw it this past year we we're like okay let's just fill it with as like let's just work it to the edge as much beans or corn that we can get in there as possible and that was our plan these last two years this last year um or sorry this coming year we have we have a different plan Nate, if you want to yeah so we basically were like first thing we need is a feathered edge which basically means like a buffer between the timber and the food we would get deer coming out super late because they didn't want, they didn't feel super secure. Coming yeah. It was a hard wood edge to yes. beans. Yes. It goes from very thick to very open. And so we now have created where we have normal timber. And then now we're going to have like a weed structure with some drop trees and a little more structure. And then we have food. So we don't have, Oh, we don't have like big thick timber and then like grass and then beans or like big thick timber and straight to beans. Like we have, like a nice weed edge, big, tall grass edge, some cedar, um, stuff like that, which is going to be awesome because we would get deer coming to the field edge, like just spooky coming out super late. Um, and so I think this will give them a little more confidence, be like, Hey, I have a little more structure. I feel a little safer to go in there. So that's, that is along the East side of our food plot along the North. We have the same buffer. Um, and then along the the west side now, we used to have an Egyptian wheat lying along the road. We are going to keep that. But we are also going to line the plot on the west side with a row of Egyptian wheat. So those deer, when they're in that food plot, they should just feel closed I mean, off. Closed off. Yeah. Like like Safe. secure. It's not gonna be like, oh, I'm out in the plot, everything can see me. It's like, oh, I'm in this like little secluded ecosystem habitat little little ball. And uh, it's going to help archery hunting too. Yeah. Just really close it down. Yep. So then we also changed food in the north acre and a half, like where Spencer killed club and where Tom killed his buck. Um, that is going to be corn. And the south beans is going to be where we had, like, we had uh, our ground blind there um, on the ground. And then um, what other, any other south bean thing? That's what, like, those pictures of Freddie and Club by the feeder, that's in the South Beans. Um, that is going to stay beans. So now we're going to have two different food source types. So we're really interested in doing that. So those both got planted yesterday. We have our clover plot in the north that's still going strong. And we have our plot in the south that we frost seeded. But it really hasn't been taking great. So we might be uh, no-tilling that in like August. So that's basically the food update, um, food plot update. And that's basically been the management stuff for the 80. Feels really good to have all that stuff in. I mean, as pretty intense deer hunters, I mean, it's always just all in our mind. And a big step like that is always fun to see see that happen again. Um, Egyptian wheat, soil's got to warm up uh, a bit to get that in the ground. That's probably the next three weeks. Mm -hmm. So We uh, yesterday put out Next Level Deer Supplements Mineral. I put out some of their uh, roasted soybean block. And... Um, yeah, the deer have been hitting that hardcore. We've got um, a few pictures on our Spartans. We don't have all of our Spartan cameras like up and running and all of our cameras running right now just because it's not quite time to like really get those cameras cranking. 
Uh, but the cameras we do have going, we're getting, we're seeing velvet. I mean, bucks yep. are splitting. They've got brow tie and stuff like that. So it's good. It's moving right along. So now we let's get into the turkey update. Yep. We've been after the turkeys a lot this spring, I feel like. I mean, probably, honestly, less than, I feel like we've hunted less, but we've you've had hunted, You've been success. out a lot more. I've been out, yeah. So archery season in Nebraska opened the 25th. Me and my brother Anthony went out on the 26th no luck saw birds no luck um and then i joined my buddy jacob staub out basically central nebraska ish um it's the hunt where we took new uh new hunters out there as well carson and lauren they both shot does yeah, that's last the property fall. yeah last fall that's the that's the property that um we hunted and we've been hunting with jacob for a long time many many years um but honestly we hadn't ha- we haven't had great turkey success out there there's always a lot of birds there's usually a good chunk of them on the neighbors. We usually have a few close encounters, stuff like that. But I mean, I've killed a spring bird out there before this, and I don't know if you ever have. Man, I don't think I. I don't think I. Have I, mean, I ever killed? We've been. We've had trips covered I, have up. Have I ever killed anything in Carney? No, oh, maybe not. No, nope. I've kind of had the I've luck out there. Always just been filming. So, so I, I texted Jago. I was like, "Hey, I could come out um, this next weekend," and he's like, "Yeah, sure, I got some time." So it was just going to be a quick trip because I also, at that point, I had a four-month-ish old baby at home as well. And so I was like, I can't be that, like, I can't be gone for long since the time. So I was basically there for 24 hours. So I left, I, we had, um, basically we had a morning, we had a full day and then a morning and then I had to leave. So I drove there one morning and I was leaving after the next kind of thing. So that first morning, we, uh, well, Jacob scouted the night before, which was super helpful because we got on a bird in the roost, March 28th, I think was the morning. And, uh, there was one bird goblin pretty close by. And sure enough, we, a handful of calls and he was on his way strutting to the decoys. Like, and honestly, it's one of the most, like the biggest, most beautiful Nebraska turkeys I have seen in a while. I mean, full strut, basically it didn't drop strut all the way to 30 yards. But the, the issue we had, the reason we did not kill the bird is because our blind was not ideal. We were basically tucked up to a cedar. Um, and for a while, the bird was just staring right at us. Like, because he came from a direction we didn't anticipate. So the decoys were right in between us and him. So he was looking at the decoys and we were right behind us. So we couldn't move. Like, we just couldn't. Um, so, like, when the easy available shot was there, Jacob couldn't shoot him because he couldn't draw. And then finally, when Jacob could draw, he was walking away and already nervous and stuff. So it just didn't work out. Um, but it was honestly a super good start to the weekend. Cause I mean, we called this bird in right off the roost. Um, then, uh, we took a breather midday, really couldn't find any birds. Um, they, at one, in one point of their property, they own chunks of ground on both sides of a river. And so we went on the other side of the river to listen for birds to try to strike one up. And sure enough, they gobbled on the other side of the river where we just had left. And we were like, What? So we went back over there, got into like a big group, didn't see any birds, but they were like right inside the cedar row, probably 50, 60 yards, no problem. Just like three or four of them just gobbling like crazy. Um, and they did not commit, but as we started to leave that group, we had worked them for 20, 30 minutes and they started like leaving. Um, I look out into their, their kind of pasture and sure enough, there's one like working right towards us and, uh, basically called that bird in all the way to. I think Jacob shot him at like 30 yards and it was complete pass through. I thought the bird was dead. Sure enough. Um, that bird, I mean, he just walked off, like didn't care. 
Like, we got up. He started just running like he hadn't even been shot. Went out, checked the arrow. I mean, there's feathers on it. I mean, maybe a, a drop of blood, but basically Jacob just hit him in the no man's land. And, I mean, you can easily send through, send an arrow through a turkey and have them live. And that's what happened. I mean, the, the bird was running off like he hadn't even been touched. Um, like, it wasn't even spooked. It was like, okay, whatever. So, uh, yeah, that, that was that. Um, so already by noon that day, we had called in two birds to within 30 yards. So it was like, wow, this is crazy. If we had, if it was shotgun season, we'd be sweeping up. Um, so that evening we didn't have a ton of luck. I saw, saw one Tom a little ways off, um, had some gobbling in the area though. So like we had some roosted pretty tight. So we we're like, hopefully we could just get on them in the morning. So the last morning hunt, I was there. We changed our setup so that hopefully where the birds would come from, the cedar would be protecting us way better. We cut down some limbs, kind of made some better blinds and stuff, and put out the DSD, the Dave Smith decoys, hen um, laying on the ground, and the Jake above it. Um, just kind of backed off a little bit. And um, we've got two toms gobbling at probably 200, 250 yards, and um, they're the type where like I, I knew I needed to call very little for them to come in because I was like, all they need to know is that I'm there. So I just lit out a few calls and there's one gobbler. I was like, okay, they're on the ground. Five minutes later, I see him on the fence line to our straight East. I'm like, Oh man, they're going biased. They're not, they don't even care. Like they're moving pretty good. So I, I hit them with a few calls, like a little more aggressive. And sure enough, both of them strut up, look towards your decoys and just, I mean, come in on a rope. I uh, didn't call a single time since like after that and I mean they came in from 100 150 yards basically semi strut or full strut like fast walking came right into the decoys Jacob shot the first bird in the decoys and then uh, uh, the second bird like stayed strutting didn't even care and then mounted the hen decoy <laughs> eight like eight yards and then Jacob shot the second one off so we doubled um, yeah so it was pretty incredible um, I Thomas and I have not had birds come to the decoys that often. Like, getting birds to, like, beat up the Jake decoy and mount the hen decoy is not... Like, like it's, early season. It's a rarity. Yeah. Yeah, especially early season. And no hens with them. I mean, these two toms completely alone. It was it was just perfect storm. But they came right into the decoys. Um, and it was... Yeah, that was it. Shot Jacob shot two of them right then and there. So, super successful hunt there. Um, and then, I think it was basically Kansas after that. Yeah, you, can, you give that update. I uh, we decided that I'll take. I took Kansas tag this spring because I would just have a limited amount of time uh, with the newborn at home. So and usually Kansas birds, it's like you can get it done. Yeah, it can be kind of a quick thing. Uh, the population down there uh, isn't very high. Um, it's not like terrible. It's low, um, but we've seen more birds this year than we ever have in Kansas, which was really promising. We're actually working there's a lack of nesting ground like any chance a farmer has to make a field ag he does it um so we're really working like the 80 has um a chance to be great nesting ground and i know they do nest there we have um poults um on the ground um in the summer and stuff so i know they're around um but we're also going to work on the varmint population because we have so many raccoons possums skunks that are going to destroy the egg and the nests mm -hmm. but uh, yeah i forget when our oh okay we hunted the opener fifth. yep april 5th opener archery archery opener of course on our uh just 
set up in a new burn area that you guys did mm-hmm. uh, in the timber. Set the decoys out. Um, all everything looked great. Um, and of course, called the two toms off the roost right into us. But they, we don't know if like these are the same two birds that have been hanging out in our AD mm-hmm. the last two years. Um, but there's always been a group of two of them that just hang out and just like hang up. One's always strutting. One's always nervous. Yeah. That's just yep. ha- like last two years. That's how it's been hung up. Um, but they're gobbled their heads off. Yep. And, but they always just hang up like at a certain point. And this, it was about like 35, 40 yards that they'd hang up, um, at this spot. So I, with the bow, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, we then go to our East, East fence and see a group of like seven or eight toms on the neighbors. And we actually had permission to hunt this piece. Um, so we worked our best to get a shot on them. Didn't work. Um, they, they actually, we actually did get to call them over like almost to us. They, they hung out at 50 yards. Um, but we got a group of like set, was it seven or eight toms that just literally just ran yeah, into us, yeah. which was nuts. We didn't even have decoy out. Mm-hmm. Um, just, they just all came running into a call. They must've been fired up. Um, so that basically ended, oh no, that did not end. Wait, was that the day that we had the really good mm-hmm. mid? Mm-hmm. That no? was the ninth. Okay. So then go back that day, um, go back, uh, that Friday, April 9th and that morning, the morning we set up on the neighbors where we had permission and there are birds on the other neighbors far away. Nothing came into our field. Oh, it should be noted. April 5th, we also had a decent evening hunt with no luck. Oh, yeah. Um, we set up on the neighbor's open ag field. Um, saw some, had some Thomas come in the field, hens, jakes, the whole whole group, but nothing came into the decoys um, Tom-wise. Uh, but April 9th, set up in that field, didn't have anything um, hanging out in there. Uh, they were all in the neighbor's. Um, but we went for a mid-morning walk, um, which was really good. We basically um, are at the south point of our property by our shed, and we basically work it up north, up the corridor we have. And um, I was doubtful. We like mid mornings haven't always been the greatest on the eighty, but they haven't been like two years ago. They were great. Last year we didn't hunt the eighty very much, just because like we weren't seeing birds anywhere. So we just basically gave it an off year last year. Um, but I was kind of discouraged. I was like, we're kind of wasting our time on the 80. I think that's what you said. Yep. Yeah. I said, said I there said, was a less than 5% five, chance. Less than 5% chance. Um, we get it down. I said, I must have said that to Nate's face. I am the, like, let's just be honest. Like in the hunting world, I, I carry the positivity between us. Yeah. No, 100. No, I, no, 100% I, I carry do. the, like the realistic side of things. That's, and sometimes I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm positive. I, I I try to always be positive, but maybe I'm a little more realistic. Like you, al- like you always leave the door open, which makes I make, do, which is good. I mean, I I don't do mm-hmm. a good enough job. You always leave the door open, which sometimes you're wrong. Like sometimes you just, I'm wrong. You just need to be done, but you're not. Um, but at, in this case, they had the door open. I had the door closed. Like literally within minutes of you saying that sentence. Yeah, we were basically just working up, not talking, just quiet. Um, I'm just like working the mouth every call, once like in a while. Some light yelps, some clucks, really light Midday stuff. Midday gobbles just aren't super common like mm-hmm. they are like in Nebraska versus Kansas. Mm-hmm. Um, so sure enough, we're like, we always like have the habit of dipping into some cedars when we call just in case things get Western right away. So I was going to say, um, 
to start that off the midday are like where we work along Freddy's corridor. Like for people that know the Kansas City Lance series, basically Freddy's corridor is this like open kind of road looking thing that goes through our timber. And it's honestly just a perfect thing because it's super quiet walking. You just do calls up through there. It's and if great. there's turkeys it, down in the bottom, yeah. it'll, they'll come right up I mean, through it's, there. It's great for deer and turkey. It yeah. Works out so that, really that's well. what we were working midday. Yep. So got tucked in some cedars, gave a call. Sure enough, we think we hear a drum, but we're not like, like we kind of both like look at each other. Like, do we hear a drum? And then yeah. Nate calls again and it's like very apparent now that we're like, it's like, like listening. Like, close. yeah, like within 50 yards, this bird, like yeah. we've just been kind of like, we, like we've been hunting, yeah. like we're being careful. We're not being like, uh, like lazy or anything, but that, <laughs> I mean, this bird drums right there. And sure enough, like we hear, we can hear footsteps immediately. Yeah, like, like coming, coming. It was honestly hill. incredible. We didn't spook the bird at all. Just drumming. I mean, he was drumming at twenty yards, fifteen yards, yeah, 10 just yards. walking in, just walking in, and just the, ready. The way it works is like we're in like a flat area, and it like he's on a downside. Yeah, of the he's hill. on the downhill. So like, in order for him us to see him, he's gonna come up the hill, and he's gonna be like we're gonna see him the first time at like five yards. Yeah. So sure enough. I, I see him pop up. I think like I range I mean, it was like eight yards, if that. full strut, just dark eastern, and at that very moment when he goes to strut, he's about to go behind a cedar, and I was I was fixing the draw, but I so I I should have been full drawn. I wasn't. That's my mistake. Didn't kill this bird, um, but at that very moment, a hawk, a hawk shadow literally fly like goes right over the turkey's head. Mm-hmm. Like the, the shadow of the bird goes over the turkey mm-hmm. and just freaks out the turkey. He starts putting and flies out of there because mm-hmm. um, the hawk just scared him. Like, no, we, like, we were concealed super well. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't see us at all, but the hawk, the, the shadow going over that turkey just spooked the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. So terrible timing. Like, that would have been a dead bird, yep. like, in the other case. Yep. Um, but a hawk just flew right over the top of him. Yep. Um, so then we start heading back to the shed. And as we're like, we're still in hunt mode. Um, and my dad has seen birds down at the shed, like midday hanging out. Like that's kind of where our South food plot is. And mm-hmm. there's an open area, um, kind of a strut zone. Sure enough. Um, we hear drumming again, no gobbling again, just drumming. And it's within, I mean, 50, 60 yards. And then we get eyes on the bird. Um, and we basically, call back and forth. It continues to strut and drum. I try to crawl in a little closer. He's not making uh, any other moves. Mm-hmm. Um, he gobbles once and then he just, he just works off basically. And I tried to get as close as possible. He probably um, eventually heard or saw something move. Cause I just tried to get in as close as possible. Cause that was basically the only option at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that day. Really good midday. Um, yeah. And then yeah. we went down the 15th. 15th. Um, our mother joined us and, um, I was, I decided I was going to go shotgun route. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to fill the tag. Yep. Just wanted to get, just, uh, avoid kind of as many Kansas trips as, uh, we need just cause we were going to be gone with these other, other, um, turkey hunts wanted to be home as much as we could. So, um, got the shotgun, knew what our game plan was going to be, knew we were going to fill tag 7am. Um, but so we set up in the same spot that we had those two birds hanging out. Like this is like in the bag before we even get there. I'm like, okay. So an important note Mm -hmm. is that Nate slept in. Mm -hmm. So we're, we left like 30 to 40 minutes late. Yeah. Um, So a dangerous thing I've done more than once, which I've only slept in past my alarm once. And it was the turkey hunting morning, which it, 
it really wasn't that late, but it I'll was like it, it was like a little late. Um, when we were setting up decoys, it's like those birds could like they might have like, at least one slower. bird, at least one tom that was gobbling out a saw. Set yeah. up. It was like it, it wasn't was dark. Light. It was like it was like a little like yeah. dimmy kind and of. And these thing. birds like historically had just like like not spent any time in the tree. Like yeah, as soon as it got early. light at all, like before any camera light, like they're down on the ground already. Yeah. So this thing. So the our our baby's still in our our bedroom. And so in order for me not to wake up the baby, I've gotten in a bad habit of waking up to my first alarm, turning them all off. Cause I have multiple usually, but I'm like, okay, I'm up. I don't want to have any more alarms go off to possibly wake up the kid. As sure. I did that. Yep. You can see where that's going. Um, so, so I call Nate to wake him up, but yeah, we're setting up the decoys. I can see one bird. He probably saw us. He basically flew down, shut up. Um, but then we have another two birds hammering down where they always do further east. And those birds come and do the exact same thing they did the last time, like hung up at like 35, 40 yards and doable shotgun range. Got a choke on it. I can kill something out to 60. I shoot mm-hmm. miss first ever time I've ever missed a turkey with a shotgun. So nicely timed. Yeah. Um, no, I couldn't believe it. Like I thought I might get through my life with ever, without ever missing yeah, you, a bird you with a shotgun. You made fun of people who missed, and I've missed once with a shotgun. But you're like, I don't understand how you You've missed? Ever. Yeah. In, in oh, I didn't know that. In Clark's. Hmm. You were there filming it. <laughs> oh, well, In Clark's with what? Therese, I missed that Tom. What? When did I hunt with you? You, me, and Therese went... To Clark's to hunt that field. Oh, oh, yeah, I yeah, missed yeah, that yeah, bird yeah. that yeah, we were stalking. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a nice bird. Um, any, anyway, um, yeah, I missed. Yeah, whenever I'd watch those Primos videos and they'd miss like every other hunt, mm-hmm. I would just be like, "How are you missing? It's so easy." Yeah, and you've got like the Benelli choke tube, three and a half inch. Yeah, the pattern is like turkey. It's a turkey gun. Like legit, you could yeah. kill a bird at sixty. Yeah, definitely, no doubt. Mm-hmm. The pattern at at forty yards is like. Very tight. And that that first shot, watching it back, it bit you basically graze the back feathers, like, I mean, right behind the head. Yeah. The at at, at thirty five forty yards, whatever that was. I mean, the pattern is still like a softball. Yep. So, and I hadn't shot. I mean, I don't know how you long it had been since I shot the shotgun. I'm, yeah. I'm a bow guy. So, but no, I missed. Um, felt like crap the rest of the day. Um, but I kept my head up. We. Go down to a clover plot, set up on a bird, thought he was going to come in, literally thought we heard him fly over the creek to us. He yep. just shut up. Mm-hmm. That was weird. I thought it was going to happen again. Didn't. Um, then, that was it. That was basically the day. We had, we had to get back. Um, we, uh, kind of a, a Kansas note in there, we planted a bunch of trees, a bunch of cedars on our south, um, south fence, um, southern well, technically the west fence, but south of our property, and um, also plant some oak and persimmon uh, that will be for future generations' use. I mean, they're like mm-hmm. two foot tall right now, mm-hmm. um, but that's uh, something new that we did this this spring. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, April twenty second was the next day or the next time we could get down there. Yep, we decided um, to hit these birds different. Like they, we just knew. I was like, they've there's learned. no way they're gonna let us do this again so we, we set up in a different spot actually the same place where my dad shot his the first turkey ever down there in the 80 um that video is on our youtube it's we were basically set up in that same spot and we had to work the bird a little harder off the roost he stayed in the tree longer and he went like further like 
east around us, and then Kyan came popped up around, and it was one of those things where like I, I saw him, and he, right he was in. like he was like on his way, and I was like, oh, this is over. And then he got to like this cedar edge where he's like, if he took two more steps, Tom would have shot him at thirty yards. But then once he got there, he just like went straight away, and then he hung up at like sixty, seventy yards for. 20 minutes yeah just when I, I, was, when I was there basically debating a shot and but he was just because he'd come too a little much closer timber. and then he'd leave yeah too much timber too too far i decided i wasn't going to do this so yeah. so that bird left and then there's still two birds gobbling further west uh across the road on the neighbors like to the southwest kind basically of basically like a long like we like we didn't really know what else to do at that point um it was just my positivity that i always have no this was actually me Keep I, said, I said we need to go over there. Those birds are hammering. It was my positivity this time. Mm. So we went over there and started talking to them, and they, they were definitely, like we could tell they were gobbling at our calls specifically. Yep. So we just like, okay, let's just set and up the And then like a few times it was like, oh, they might be getting closer. Yeah, set up the decoys. I'm, I'm like probably, what, 20 yards ahead of you on mm-hmm. just on a honey locust tree, and mm-hmm. you're behind tucked in a cedar. And, yep. Um, Sure enough, I see him like I see one. Couldn't tell if it was Tom Hen, but just pop out of the timber and start running like towards our direction. And then probably two or three minutes later, I see another one and I get Nate's attention. And like I'm like we're calling, and then they're like hammering. So like we know like they're coming. I mean, I saw him for a glimpse. I mean, they are like full Usain Bolt sprinting through the neighbor's cornfield to get to us. Yep. The I'm issue like, though is like in front of them is a barbed wire fence, then a road. Mm. And then another fence. That's something we need to talk about. On the 15th, right as we were packing up, we called in a bird from the neighbors to the road, but he would not cross the road. He was 10 yards away from us, but wouldn't mm-hmm. cross the road, so we couldn't shoot him. So yep. when these birds started coming in, we were like, oh, they're just going to get hung up at the road again. Yeah. So, like, the last time he gobbles, he's, like, probably on the neighbors still 20 yards from the road. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, okay, like, we'll see if he crosses not like a minute or two later, I see these Egyptian wheat tassels just start moving back and forth on our ground. Like, oh my God, like he literally, like this bird is running straight through the Egyptian wheat. That's I see like, him. It's hard for me to walk through the Egyptian wheat. Yeah, it's thick. Yeah. So he's like ducking and weaving in there and it was just moving the Egyptian wheat like crazy. Yeah. I couldn't, like, I couldn't believe it. And sure enough, he pops out redhead just like ready to fight, which doesn't make sense. I mean, you're like, you couldn't see any decoy at I that mean, point. So yards, he's just probably. doing this into our call. He's running around another uh, strip of Egyptian wheat we had, which was perfect, which led straight to me, basically. Um, so, I mean, there he was standing there. <laughs> ten yards. Boom. Head up, ten yards, and I smoked I did him. a little call to get his head up and then just donezo right there. Yeah. Can's tag punch. One of the, like, coolest hunts, just, like, watching him just sprint through the Egyptian wheat was mm-hmm. insane. Then his buddy came flew over the road. He, yep. I mean, if, if we wouldn't have, like, celebrated, he would have been next. Yeah. Um, even so with that shotgun. that is going to be a Kansas City episode coming out in the next week or two. So it should be noted the hunt with Jacob that they had the two birds on the decoys. That's live. Yep. Um, so this Kansas hunt is going to be live. And then in between here, what was it? April 16th, 16th, yep. 16th to 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, we hunted. We had our first new hunter weekend. So backtracking a little bit, we had Tom Senna, who Thomas already said. He was one of our hunters out in the antelope hunt. His daughter, Faith, um, she's a new hunter, wanted to get into it and learn some stuff. So those two were there. And then me and Tom. And then my brother-in-law, Zach, 
who he's been on Kansas City episode. You'd recognize him. And then uh, my father-in-law, Mark. Um, and then basically my wife's cousin and like whatever, just all in the family. Um, so my wife's uncle and my wife's cousin were also there. Andrew, Andrew and Jeff. Jeff. Yes. And uh, Andrew, real interested um, in hunting stuff. He shoots trap for at his high school. Um, and he really hasn't shot and killed much. I think he shot a few like farm raised pheasants and like a goose or two. So that's the extent, like really doesn't know much about it. And so, yeah, I was like, Oh, I'd be happy to take you out. And one of the perks was we, we were wanting to do like a youth hunt. And so faith and Andrew, I believe are both 15. Yeah. 15 or 16. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is youth in Nebraska. So you're good to go. And, um, so basically, I mean, I don't know how much you want to get into it, but uh, we hunted Friday night with Tom and Faith because they're the only ones, and everybody else had to work or have school Friday. Um, and you guys got close to a bird, had one goblin, but of course, what happened? Tom spooked him. Not me, Mister Senna. You know, he's got t- he's got poor vision. He, he he's sticking his hands out the blind and yeah, eating sour patch kids, crinkling wrappers, all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, no, but you guys, I mean, honestly, you had some decent action over there. Um, and then that night, that evening, I was scouting, and on the other property that we can hunt up there, uh, I found multiple birds, um, some goblins strutting. I had one I called in. I didn't mean to. Like, I only hit one call, and this bird just dropped strutting, came into shotgun range. And so I was like, okay, there's going to be birds here tomorrow. I'm good to go. So Andrew and Jeff got there that night, and I was like, hey, we're going to go set up here in the morning. Kind of, we, we gave all of our hunters, like, the turkey rundown. Toms, Jakes, Hens. This is how we're going to call. Um, we did. We do gun safety. Like this last fall, we had all archery hunts. So like the whole gun and shooting safety. That's the thing that like really hit home with these hunts. Um, what turkeys it's, honestly, like? It's not fun. Weather, weather wise, all all those yep. sorts of things. Yep. Yep. Um, what else? What else? Eyesight. Did we cover? I, yeah. Eyesight. Um, things like that. And that for for new hunters. It, that's that's what that's what gets you like that's what ruins hunts basically yeah. is is the vision turkeys can see like it, their vision's so good that you can't explain it to a new hunter until they spook a bird like spook that, that's, multiple yeah that's how that's basically how it goes um that's the only way i mean i can't even count how many birds i've spooked and that's why i yeah. am so that's why you realize you don't don't go for that move don't move at this time don't reach for your binos don't draw at this time like you just you have to figure it out by failure basically um but anyways, me, Andrew, and Jeff slip into that field where I scouted on that Friday night. I was like, there's got to be birds close. Sure enough, we get in there. I'm about to. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to rip a quick owl call. Do it with my voice. <laughs> and uh, I didn't do it, though, because I was like rearing back, you know, ready to go. And then they just pow, right there, gobble. I'm like, bingo, good to go. So we tuck into the cedar. I put one hen decoy out. Um, and we just tuck into the cedar, have this little stake blind out in front of us. And uh, um, I'm like, guys... Like, right now, they're roosted, explaining all that. Like, they roost up in trees. They're going to fly down. All I'm trying to do is imitate a hen, get them interested enough to come over and check us out. Um, and I knew there were hens with this group, like, a decent amount. So, I'm like, I'm, when I know that, I'm calling, like, a little heavier. Like, if I know there's just a few toms, I'll just do a light call. I want to know. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, I just want them to know that I'm there. But when I have multiple hens I'm fighting, I, I hit the hens pretty hard. And um, sure enough... Like, like they fly down. I'm like, okay, can you hear how that gobble's different? Like they're definitely on the ground. And you just that was one thing. More. Like with Faith, it was Sunday morning, but like 
early in the morning, she asked me, like, are they coming in right now? But, like, they don't understand, like, the new hunters didn't understand, like, no, they're still in the roost. They just sound they, louder yeah. at the, like, when they're up, perched up on the tree than when they, when they get down. Yeah, but they stay in the roost well into daylight. That's one thing yeah. that people, like, people don't know when they fly down. You just either people have don't to know or turkeys, uh, roosting trees. Yeah, roosting trees. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, I, I know they're, like, I just know they're on the ground. I'm like, okay, guys, like, if they're going to make a move, they're going to like be coming in here in the next five, 10, 15 minutes. So just like, don't move. We'll just, we'll just be, be really quiet and just listen. Like, that's all I'm saying. Just listen. There's um, like a fine line on these hunts. Like how much do you want to kill the bird versus like, what's the experience you want to mm-hmm. have? Like, yeah, I'm not like going to yell at a new hunter to stop yeah, moving. Yeah. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you bump the bird. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of like that. Yeah. An interesting. Yep. You scale. just go out there and, and see how it goes. Yeah. And so basically, um, Andrew and Jeff were great though. Like they, they listened super well, just all like taking in all the knowledge they get. They were real still, which is not a thing I find with new hunters. Um, it's something that you really have to acquire over time. Um, learning how to just sit and be still. And they did a great job at that. And sure enough, 10 minutes after they flowed down, um, they're still gobbling, but I couldn't really tell if they were coming in, but I started hearing one drum. And I'm like, guys, listen for that. You can hear a drum. And, like, telling a new hunter, like, what this drumming noise is is really hard unless you, like, see the turkey strutting the drum. But I'm like, I know birds coming in. And then they start gobbling, and they're getting closer. And I know there's at least at least a few of them. And so I look out into this field that's um, just look basically further south, um, kind of to peek out of the trees. And then sure enough, there's a strutter and, like, six, seven hens, and then... Um, and, and he's coming right to our decoy. So I'm like, okay, Andrew, like whenever you have a clear shot, like get your gun up in your shoulder, be really slow. Whenever, just let him keep working in. And whenever you have a shot, just take him. And, um, so that bird works right in. I, I was like, just take him whenever I just kept telling him like a few times, take him. Cause I mean, he's at 20, 20, 30 yards later. I talked to him. There were two toms further out in the field, like 70, 80 yards too far for shotgun range that I didn't see. But he didn't see the bird at 20 yards until it was like basically. How that in, so there's there's a tree in front of us, but it was like it wasn't a thick tree. It was a pretty thin tree that that bird was like basically right behind for a little while. <laughs> and so once that bird cleared that, he was like, oh, like that bird that's on good. top of us. That's good that he yeah, didn't yeah, shoot. Yeah, I know. I know. That could have been not good. Um, but that's my honestly, that's my bad too. Like not seeing the whole field and. But Big like time. from where I could see, I could see all the hens in the background and I could see that Tom right there. Maybe you're not as perfect as you think, but that bird was close. Like I knew that bird was close. So I'm like, I'm not going to do the giant peek around to see if there's more birds. Cause that b- bird's at point blank. And so, but eventually clears out. Um, and Andrew makes a perfect shot at like 20 yards. The bird goes right down. doesn't even flop. And then that, at that time when I, when he shot the other two birds in the field gobble and I didn't even know they were there. But they're in like, now they're in like shotgun range, probably 40, 50 yards. And so I'm like, hey, I have a Nebraska tag. I'm like, hey, hand me your gun. So I, I move the camera over and I lean over in the field and boom, drop him. So we doubled up off the roost. I hadn't called in multiple toms and hens off the roost in a long time. Um, it was just basically the perfect situation. So we both killed those birds and Andrew killed his first turkey. Basically just the ideal first hunt. I mean, we had a good, we had a good blind set up. Um, the birds came right into the decoys, making an easy shot. He made a perfect, like very lethal ethical shot. Um, yeah. My, my morning was slow. Yeah. Didn't, didn't have much. Uh, this property that I was hunting was like night and day different 
from what it was last year. Last year was like nuts, like covered up, just like a group of like 50 roosting in this corner with like 12, 15 toms and none of that this time. And we, we'd have a small group, maybe a couple birds, but completely different. But we knew that birds would still work through there. So we set up there and um, sure enough, uh, nothing during the afternoon, the mid, mid-afternoon hunt. Um, you called a bird in for Zach. He missed. Um, yes, I did. But getting into the evening hunt, like I, we decided to set up on the property that Nate has been hunting um, back in a in kind of an OG roosting spot. They always like to hang out. The roosting spot is actually on their neighbors, but we kind of intercept them here uh, if they're willing to come into a call a little bit. Sure enough, um, probably 6 o'clock, starting to get good. Um, birds are kind of gobbling throughout the evening. It's just one of those like clear... Um, not not super warm evenings, but like just weather's kind of where you need it. It wasn't too cold. It wasn't too hot. Um, sure enough, I hear some like uh, footsteps, footsteps in the woods behind me, and I can tell that it's turkey, not deer. Um, just the cane's just different. Uh, so I tell them, uh, Faith and Tom, like, hey, there's there's definitely turkey working in. Most likely a tom. Um, if it was a lone hen, I'd expected to talk a little bit, um, getting closer, but, uh, kept, I was talking to it and he, and no gobble or anything. Um, so Faith had some shooting background, uh, leading up to it. Tom t- took her out a little bit, um, but, uh, not a ton. So we needed this scenario to be, uh, as close to perfect as possible, like turkey right in front of us in the decoys. Sure enough, this Tom pops out just uh, probably 15 yards um, to uh, Faith's right. Um, and she just wasn't comfortable uh, like kind of moving her body and shooting, which is fine. Um, didn't, didn't blame her at all. It was, in, it was a beautiful Miriam. Like you could see the white tips on mm-hmm. it. He wasn't strutting, but he was just hanging out, hung out there for probably 10 seconds, came out of the cedar edge, um, but then headed back. He just, he wasn't the fighting type. We had the Jake, Jake and Han out front and he didn't want anything to do with it. So that bird passed. Um, probably only, I don't know, 30 minutes later, uh, continued to call, try to get any of these birds gobbling around us to come in. And I hear a group of them gobble not too far away and I could tell they were choppy. So, um, figured they were Jake. Sure enough, like a minute later, they pop out of the timber, just heading straight for our decoys, four of them. And, um, one thing that I've noticed with, uh, new hunters as well as shocking is, um, you just, like just every step is important to, to mm-hmm. tell them. Um, I think faith was kind of waiting for my command, which I didn't completely, um, realize until after it was my bad. I should have like told her, um, the weight of the gun was kind of, was kind of difficult for throughout the weekend just cause, um, I mean, shotguns are heavy. So, um, I didn't tell her to put her gun up. Like when birds came out of the, the woods, probably like I should have. So, as they were walking to to the decoys, like semi full strut, um, in between me moving the lens and her pulling up her gun, they saw something and um, they hung out a little bit there for a while. Uh, Faith didn't um, see what she wanted to for a shot there, so they started heading back um, towards the timber. And she, at that time, she was she turned her body and just barely shot over the top of one of the jakes, um, but almost got it done there. Um, I think she was disappointed, but Tom did a good job of keeping her head up. I mean, that's that's what makes a good hunter is just being able to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Um, 
realized, especially with turkey hunting, like you're going to have, it's not like missing a mature buck, you know, that would really sting. It does sting. Done it. Um, so yeah, just trying to keep her head up for the rest of the weekend. That evening, I mean, birds kept gobbling, um, but we didn't have anything else come in. Um, mm -hmm. That was basically the the action for the trip. Yeah. We all went out Sunday morning, had birds gobbling on the roost, but no uh, no mid-morning action, kind of like we had had in, uh, on Saturday and stuff. But it was a good trip. We had, I mean, a lot of action. I mean, Andrew shot his bird. I shot a bird. Um, Faith shot out a bird, um, and my brother-in-law Zach shot out a bird. So I mean, lots of shots fired, two birds down. Um, yeah, so you really couldn't ask for much more. Basically, I mean, as much as you, as much as you want to kill birds, all you can ask for is just experience. The thing it comes down to every time is, it's not how much like you know the animal um, with these new hunters. It's just how comfortable they are and proficient they are with shooting the weapon. I mean, mm -hmm. that's what it. I mean, yeah, with crossbow with a compound with shotgun i mean that's what it really comes down to like what we've noticed so far i don't know how many hunters have we taken out like 17 18 yeah um but yeah that was new hunter weekend that hunt is also live on our youtube right now go check that out um but right now we we've been podcasting for coming up on an hour and we're 30 minutes out uh this is gonna be fun our first like western south dakota black hills turkey and we're gonna be camping um, hanging out with two random people we've never met before. I mean, mm -hmm. we've gotten good at that. Just yep. uh, shaking hands and then going to camp with people. Yep. Um, it's just, we have friends all over the country now because of it. And we are in communication with them all the time. So it's been a blessing. Super thankful that Tom, uh, Senna and his daughter drove all the way from Chicago. That was awesome. That's a committed dad. Um, Tom is really, um, just awesome when it comes to that, uh, He's just wanting to get his kids in the outdoor, and he's looking at mm -hmm. purchasing ground, all those good things that will kind of ensure that for his kids and grandkids and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that was awesome to catch up with him and see him. But Yeah, wish us luck in this hunt, and uh, we'll, we'll drop another one soon post-hunt with these these fellow hunters. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get after it, and good luck to all you folks chasing birds. A little note as far as the Kansas 80 Land mm -hmm. Series goes, um, my G, my uh, hard drive failed. Like we were, like episode one is mm -hmm. out now. It's the shed hunt. That was supposed to be episode two. Mm -hmm. Episode one was our timber episode. And I was basically, I mean, I was done with it. Um, basically, I had it wrapped up weeks ago. But my drive failed, of course, when I needed it. Um, so that's being, that, I mean, that's sent in. Hopefully, after a bunch of dollars thrown at them, um, I'll get that back with all my projects on it and stuff. So. Episode two will then be the timber episode a couple months late, but um, you'll get the gist. Yep. You can still do a lot of that stuff during the during the summer. So If you really want to support us, go to our YouTube, subscribe, like our content so we can just get in front of more people. Um, the biggest comment and message we get for, about our YouTube stuff is I cannot believe like more people don't know about it. And it's like, well, you guys are the ones that can help us do that and get in front of more folks. So thank you for all the support that you've given us. And we're going to go smoke some South Dakota gobblers. Sweet. Thanks, everyone. Bye.